0: Hey everyone, this is Omveshupadhyaya and you are listening The Omvesh Show. Do you believe in dreams? Do you believe in the power of visualization? I think filmmaking is something that combines them both. And ad said by the guest itself, filmmaking and videos are the new gold of this era. This is the most humane interaction one could have digitally. In this episode of TOS, we engage in a candid conversation with the founder of India Film Project, Mr. Ritam Bhatnagar He candidly talked about the future of filmmaking in India. He is the guy who completely transformed the culture and definition of short filmmaking. He talked about his life journey, his biggest learnings, how he see the Indian filmmaking market and how we should more aware the creators about their rights. Don't forget to listen the rapid-fire session where he talked about his biggest failures to the most embarrassing moments he had in his life. So surely a conversation to hear. Here's the conversation. Hello rhythm and welcome to the Omvesh show.
1: Thank you Omvesh, I am so glad to be a part of this. You know, always great to have young people like you doing such great initiatives. Uh, I'm sure it it helps uh, everyone who hears this. And uh, I also want to contribute in whatever best way possible. And I'm so looking forward to it. So happy to be a part of this. Yeah,
0: This is the best part why uh, people like me, the young generation and the people uh, who see you as inspiration inspired by you. I was just doing my homework and going through your life story and in the age of 20s when most of the people are like pissed off with their college exams most of the people are facing relationship issues if i am not wrong in your 20s you were buying movie rights to show them publicly
1: yes i think i think 1920 year old longer my late teenager times to early 20s i uh, used to uh, you know be a part of a film club i used to showcase the films Uh, And my major part was to uh, secure the rights for those films. And then that's how it started going up. I think that was my first interaction, first uh, good interaction that happened with the uh, film industry. Uh, For the first time I saw the audiences part of how audiences react, of how the producers work, of how the business works, uh, especially the licensing part of it. So uh, great times here. I think now it feels very funny that I was doing it when I was 20 year old. Uh, but at that time, I used to genuinely think that uh, this is the kind of work I should be doing, and this is the kind of work everyone does at, in their twenties. Now I realize that, at it was, I think, an extraordinary effort to uh, do those kind of things at, at that age.
0: So, what was that—the first effort that you did and showed some of your entrepreneurship skills, or you did something similar in your teenage years, early childhood?
1: So, uh, it has been very funny, yaar. So I'll tell you. Uh, uh, since I was a uh, kid, I think I fifth sixth standard in the school. That's the time I used to be a part of plays. I used to direct plays, um, and that's the time that school my fun fair. So uh, I used to when everyone used to put up stalls for game, ke ring throw, karne ke and all those things. I used to put up a telescope, uh, show people planets and ask them money for seeing the planets, and that used to be a, a super hit in my school because people used to love. But this is something which is very really unique. so My dad is an astrophysicist, and uh, he's the guy who's made one of the largest telescopes in India. And I think uh, that is one of the key things uh, that has stayed for me uh, for a very long time. Stayed with me in the sense, uh, you know, I always thought it's good to be unique because I saw my dad as a very unique person. My, uh, class where most of my friends' uh, parents used to be either in a job, they used to be uh, doctors, they used to be businessmen, different things. But none of them had a astrophysicist as a, uh, as a you know, parent at home. So I think that's where the entire idea of being unique started coming in. And uh, uh, that's when I started thinking of doing uh, or taking up those things that no one else is doing. So I think that became a very uh, early genesis in my life that I uh, started doing things uh, that people were either ignoring or not paying attention to. So, uh, for example, uh, uh, I remember in my first year of college, which is 2005, I started a small business of printing customized t-shirts. This is way before, uh, uh, you know, when people started taking customized t-shirts into a big way. So, I made an online page where people could place order, uh, pay through a check, send us a check, and then we would uh, ship the t-shirts, kind of a thing that I used to uh, do. Uh, 2010 may I remember, 2009 is when uh, the entire film club thing happened. It was with a person who who had the plan of doing it and then I was the guy who was uh, doing the execution part of it. So right from sourcing the films to starting a private film club in India, which uh, were almost non-existent. That's not a culture we ever had, as in it used to be there back in 60s and 70s, that culture completely died. in 2011, I did something wherein I uh, used to go to different uh, uh, villages and showcase a film using a touring talkies. So it was a three-month thing that I did. I I uh, I don't know how many people I've even told this about. Uh, so it was a pilot, and then I thought of not pursuing it because it was very operationally heavy thing. But I used to uh, I spent more than three months in villages in understanding the audiences. Uh, I built a huge tempo. Uh, put up uh, all the tent, put up all the sound system, projector, everything. I used to go to different villages, uh, do the setup in the afternoon, showcase the film in the evening and night, uh, wind up at late night and then again come back to city. So I used to do that as a very unique thing because I thought that entertainment uh, on a big screen, which is the public uh, part of entertainment, which is the part wherein people actually, it's called social entertainment, wherein multiple people go together to watch a film. You know, the idea is not to see the film, the idea is also to experience social Uh, presence of other people so i thought that entertainment uh, has been limited in india to only couple of towns and cities so why not take it to the villages and make that experience happen for a very minimal amount Uh, so i've done those kind of things that have always been either very different uh, or very unique and uh, that's how the entire genesis of ifp came in as well i think the idea of doing a festival which is which is as unique that we can't even uh, name it so we can't call it a film festival because it has nothing like what a film festival does so it has gone into a very weird zone so we now call it a content festival so i think the genesis of uh, what you made me remember is something uh, uh, i think one of the those good parts of the childhood and college life uh, i was slightly entrepreneurial and more than that i think i was more about it was more about uh, uh, you know trying to be unique trying to be different
0: how your childhood went quite decides how you'll evolve as a right. person absolutely so i think
1: uh, it plays a very important role a lot of people uh, don't realize i think up till your uh, uh, you know late nine uh, you know late teenage till 18 19 20 i think that time plays a crucial role for the next 40 years of your life uh, so if you don't make the most out of it in one or the other way uh, it's not that the opportunities are lost, but I think the chances uh, diminish as and when you keep on growing up, because by the time you turn 25, uh, you are less exposed. When you're less exposed, you have lesser things to think about. So I think that makes a difference for me. It uh, I I'm lucky because that came uh, to me at home. You know, I didn't have to go out. So I uh, I had some of the finest toys in my home. Uh, So, I remember uh, I was two years old when we got the first personal computer, which is 1990 to be specific. So, that was the first computer in the city. So, the mayor and the municipal committee used to come down to our home to see what a computer looks like. Uh, It had a 10 MB hard disk. Uh, So, I remember, uh, you know, being exposed to things much earlier in life. So, that made a lot of things easy for me. Yeah.
0: So, uh, when we talk about storytelling, that is not new to mankind. We were a storyteller since the dawn of time. and. Right. Uh, when we talk about storytelling as an art, what we see is that emotions are the basic fabric of a story. Right. right. So right. you can be a good storyteller, but to be a great storyteller, you have to be born with, or sometimes you have to polish it a lot.
1: Right, right.
0: So if I ask you, you have uh, reviewed thousands of stories and being in IFP, okay. can you please simplify the algorithm of storytelling? Uh, any like uh the beginning the main part and then the
1: conclusion so uh i'll tell you uh, something about stories that i have realized is uh there are two kind of stories that work with people always i think uh, uh one is stories that uh, create some kind of value in their life uh, which are majorly stories which are driven by emotions so uh watching a father-son story it it you know uh, a short film that is about father and a son so it opens up a kind of a conversation or breaks the barrier between you and your father or uh, watching a story which is about two good friends uh, it always takes you to a different level in terms of how you perceive your friends so i think there's a emotional value driven chain uh, in that part of storytelling which is great because that's how most of our stories work right that's where a current door makes money Uh, the other part is uh, storytelling that makes you feel good And not necessarily about yourself but makes you feel good in general Uh, which uh, for us uh, relatively is more about the humor side of stories Uh, so if you see uh, our uh, if you if you see how the traditional storytelling in india has been it has been about two great things so one is uh, we used to have the folk songs and uh, uh, plays and the entire ram leela that used to happen which is the uh, the entire character journey that used to happen it was an emotional journey because it was value driven people used to think that there is so much to learn out of this journey uh, the entire journey of Ram goes from uh, how to being uh, an ideal uh, uh, son, to being an ideal husband, to being an ideal ruler. And all the twists and turns that happen in the, as a part of this, I think that's where it used to click a lot. Uh, the other uh, second kind of uh, storytelling that used to happen in our culture as such used to be the humor base, uh, which is majorly the, uh, I don't know if you, you, your parents would have gone through uh, something like this, which would have been the... Uh, you know, uh, the uh, the Kavi Sammelans, the, uh, you know, those uh, funny tidbit things which are not at all operating on uh, emotional level, they are operating on a level wherein they want you to uh, feel good about things. So that has been, if you see, th- those were the two most prevalent kind of uh, storytellings that used to happen in our society, if you have to take India, I think not just India, it, has, it is concurrent across all those uh, ev- everywhere. So one is the folklore which is more uh, emotional and value driven, the other storytelling is the uh, one which makes you feel much more light good about yourself, which is humour, works without uh, any kind of rules and conditions. Uh, so I think that is where the entire, that's the hack to storytelling. So if if you can either be in those two zones, those are the most sweet spots for people. Uh, and I personally as an audience, I think I also enjoy those two zones. So. Uh, when stories that move me or stories that make me laugh okay uh,
0: so uh, to simplify it it means that you have to be on the emotional side as well as on the humor side uh, either anything. of them yeah.
1: either of them because uh, it works uh, uh, great because i think that's how we are wired as humans it elevates our entire experience makes us remember things on the larger scale another thing that i've always seen is that the uh, you know, uh, it's very important for us typically to also bind with characters. So, uh, you know, uh, so if you see uh, stories which are just told versus stories which are told through a character, they'll always make a higher impact. So your character has to be something that has to be a very very central part. If it, Even if it's humor, even if it's emotional, I think people relate to character. So if I told you a story about a king in Ayodhya who had, uh, you know, went out and won uh, a battle, you would have said, big like, battles. Hai. But when yeah. you make uh, the character central and you say, okay, so this is not a story of uh, just a war. It's a story of a person. And, his, and, and a person becomes the central part of it. And through the person, the entire story goes ahead. I think that's where the entire uh, experience changes. So for people, I think what works is uh, the characters um, and uh, how well do they relate with the character? Uh, how high is the relatability? So, one, either the character has to be very relatable, where you say, okay, so this is the kind of person I know. Or the character has to be someone whom you aspire to become.
0: Yeah, so uh, if uh, we go by the technique of storytelling and we choose the medium, so we will definitely choose the medium that will affect at its extreme. So, right. how and why videos are the new god according to you?
1: So videos uh, work at a multiple level. So the first thing is uh, uh, the best interaction that I and Omvesh can have is face to face. Is when you come down to Mumbai or I come down to Lucknow and we meet and that's the best interaction we'll have, right? Uh, The second best interaction is what we're having right now is when I'm able to see you, uh, you you're able to see me and uh, I can see your look at your emotions. I can see what your expressions are. You can look at what my expressions are you would get to know if i'm enjoying the conversation i'll get to know if you're enjoying the conversation or not so all those things which can happen uh, so i think uh, that's what video does Uh, if you just go to audio and you remove the video part uh, probably i might be sleeping and i can be having a conversation with you you might not even get get to know that Uh, you might not even know if i'm liking this conversation or not but because the only thing you'll have is the tone of my voice that you can judge right? So my expression of face part, it completely goes away. My background completely goes away. All you can hear is a voice. When we talk on a text, when we chat, even the voice part goes, uh, goes away. So if I tell you uh, saying that, Hey, Ombesh, I'm waiting for your call, you will perceive, you can perceive it in a very different way. You might just perceive it like, Hey, Ombesh, I'm waiting for your call. Or you might be like, Hey, Ombesh, I'm waiting for your call. Why aren't you up right now on the call? So the perception will change because you don't know the tonality of my voice, you don't know the expression on my face. Uh, So you might perceive it in a very different way. So the more we simplify uh, the communication channels, so that way I think videos, they contain the most contextual information uh, apart from the main communication, Uh, uh, not as good as what. A face to face meeting would look like and not as bad as what an audio would look like so uh, I think for me videos work on that level wherein they replicate a one on one interaction almost as close to what a real interaction would be uh, and what is going to happen is in the world of technology we are going to need more one on one human interactions We uh, we would love to watch videos, we would love to watch series, we would love to watch films because we would love to see humans. That's how that's how we are wired. We are we are not wired to live in a jungle. We are wired to live in a society. And in a society you get to see a lot of people on a daily basis. But when we you live in an apartment on 20th floor in Mumbai, uh, you don't get to see people often. So what you do is you of course use videos as a medium to hear stories of other people which otherwise you would have gone to a chalk in your society, sat there and videos. Ki you know, th- to entertainment log, log hai, to So, when how, how do we make sure that we are still connected and a part of society? So, that happens through videos uh, uh, majorly. So, uh, I think that videos uh, have a huge huge future. As in, for next 30, 40, 50 years, they are not going anywhere. They might just become a little more advanced, but they are not going anywhere because I think they are going to be the prime form of communication because uh, logistically, we might not be able to meet each other so often. So, the next generation will say that I saw this video. I saw this video in my childhood. I saw this video and I saw this video and it was a crocodile. I had ate a
0: rat. Definitely, I agree with you on this because uh, videos are the second most human interaction we can have.
1: Absolutely. I think videos take up 85% of total internet. Yeah. They are huge. Already, they are huge. And it's going to... I don't see a place where yeah, videos might not take 95% of internet in the next couple of years.
0: Definitely. So, uh, when we talk about videos are the new gold. Attention is the new currency and digital era, right? Uh,
1: kind of. Yes, I think I agree. That's a currency and everyone is losing out on that currency.
0: <laughs> Definitely. This is what I wanted to ask you. Is that uh, when we see a video, we are uh, utilizing our all senses at its maximum in the videos and sometimes it becomes very time taking because if I am watching a 25 minute videos on YouTube, I have to be engaged 25 minutes. So how do you see as a person who talk in favor of videos when you see that the attention span of people are decreasing day by day, that's why the short video making apps are becoming more popular like TikTok. So what's your take on this?
1: So I'll categorize videos in two ways. One is uh, videos that are going to be useful to you which add value to you. And the second are going videos that are going to be entertaining, right? So when there is a value driven video that comes to you, I don't think so. People look at the time they can probably watch it for a very, very long time because people do attend online classes. People do attend online courses, which are video driven completely. There's a person on the other end, uh, interacting with them. And those courses are 10 hours, 20 hours, 50 hour long courses. And people do that, right? Uh, Entertainment, of course, is a very different thing because entertainment, mein, uh, the entire idea that we operate in is how much more can I get entertained in how much less time. So uh, you know, if uh, a film has two hours of a slow, slow story, So we don't get entertained because we think there are very few moments in the film wherein we are entertaining. Versus TikTok, where you just swipe up and you get entertained. You know, ek toh dusra toh ghe, dusra Every time you swipe up, every three seconds, your entertainment changes. So that's the uh, gold for entertainment uh, which is completely light-hearted
0: okay so uh what is debatable i think is podcasting and its future
1: i think podcasts are uh, a great great way I, I i i think i realized podcast existed somewhere in 2017 2016 sometime and uh, i found out a couple of podcasts that are here which are very very unique to me and they help me build something i think they keep me updating without. Taking out my attention as what a video does, because video, I have to be present uh, not only just through my eyes, but also through through my ears for a video. What happens with podcast is I can be doing my work, I can be uh, brushing my teeth, I can be taking a bath. A podcast could be going on in the background. So I think that way podcast are a great, great way. But the the thing is, as we spoke, uh, the easier the communication channel, like chat, it's always convenient right? But it doesn't have a context. Then you go to audio, which is slightly less convenient because at least one of your senses are into it. So, uh, but there's slightly more context. Then you go to videos, which are uh, lesser convenient because it requires your complete attention, uh, but it has higher context. And then you go to -to face-to-face, which means that you have to take a care, uh, you know, someone who's listening a podcast, if you are able to give them the same kind of perspective that a video gives them or at least say 80% of what a video gives them as a perspective, then a podcast, I think, are the next big thing because that's where uh, at least one of my senses is not getting used. So that's what uh, audio does to you. It gives you imagination. It lets you open up. It creates the entire the- theatrics of mind. You know, it makes you uh, think of different perspectives to a great
0: extent. Definitely. Definitely, because when you said that dadi nani ki hum sunte te, and when they exactly. tell us that, Unicorn, so it is unique to every child. How he you imagine it? Right. Absolutely, right? absolutely. So it is for IFP, it is almost a decade now, and it is Asia's yes. biggest filmmaking fest,
1: right? Right, yes. So it's been a decade. I don't believe we are merely... so. The 10th year was uh something very special we had planned up, 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 and last year we moved to one of the largest venues and one of the most iconic venues of India. So we moved it to my studios. And uh, this year, the plans were so huge and so big, we will do we will do But, okay, we plans all I don't know how things are going to be next. But, uh, be next. but uh, we were so determined that we don't want to skip the 10th year, we want to do it for sure. So we are doing it virtually now. I want
0: to know the story of AF, mm-hmm. Ahmedabad Film Project.
1: So Ahmedabad Film Project uh, uh, so. I'll tell you how most of the times businesses start and I love that way of how it happens. <laughs> it was completely unplanned, which means that uh, I, on a particular weekday, I was just thinking about what next to do uh, because I uh, um, ho gaya tha, I was looking at uh, different opportunities and uh, I just uh, rented out an office and I had one or two interns and I started thinking what can I know film के curation So that's where the entire uh, idea came in. So we thought, let's do a challenge where we can attract more professionals, more filmmakers. Uh, and we thinking, I made a group in a Facebook group. First of all, there a group in Facebook added and my add we group and we told them that we are starting something called Amdabad Film Project I basic knowledge of Photoshop so I just designed a banner and put it across and I said this is uh, the date you will have to travel to Amdabad on this date and submit so that's how it started as a single one-time activity and I remember, we made a Facebook group in the evening, and I made a website for 3-4 page HTML. का and next day, uh, we got the first registration coming. So, the first guy who came in and, you know, uh, saying that I form your website, there was a guy called Ninad, who was studying at NID. So, uh, and he was studying the film course. I said, this is my form, this is my piece, and I want to participate in it. So I said, okay, good, because tomorrow night we made a website, tomorrow night we made an idea, and next day we got a registration. And we kept a time between the day we announced and the day people could register, until the last day. And in those 16-17 days, I think we got close to 600 people who registered and so it we initially thought that people from Ahmedabad would register but what started happening was people from across the country so we had people from Bombay from Delhi from Kolkata uh, who traveled down to Ahmedabad to make a film and uh, next year then I, we got hamara uh, because first edition mein har office landline number mentioned tha website पे. so we got a call on our landline saying that saal ka AFP afp kab ho so we socha yaar log expect kar rahe hain humne to kabhi socha hi nahi hai phir email aaya phir facebook pe comment aaya then we got serious but I remember, uh, I think Saturday evening tha and main office I was going to close the office, aur, uh, main se office khola, main gaya pe and suddenly I closed the office and the phone came so I opened the office and I went to the line line and I saw the number and redialed that number So that guy uh, on the other hand he was like okay, I wanted to inquire about Mdavad film project, what is the date of the date and that's I want to make sure that I am travelling to Mdavad and I will book a ticket and this is I think somewhere around June 2012 and I was like chocked, I said what? Uh log expect karna message mail call call aya. that day I think I somehow thought of why not make this a annual thing. Let's do it every year if people are expecting. And uh, this time again it was because this is when uh, 2012 is when YouTube was pretty much new in India. DSLRs were still costly. So sabke DSLR rotten uh and uh hum the registration open up, so people had to either pay by uh, uh, NEFT or by, you know, uh, check payment or demand draft, karna tha, which used to be like very hectic. check. So time pay I think uh, 1,500 people registered second year. Then there was no looking back. And we had chujit Sarkar who was uh, one of the jury members and Vikram Aditya Motwan. And uh, they told me saying that, you know, uh, this can go big. But they were have the
0: jury to, member in the second season.
1: In the second season, yes. Wow. And uh, and uh, they had come down to Ahmedabad and they told me that this can go big. Uh, just that you'll have to you know be very careful about how you uh, make this happen. Um, and it was in my mind that I want to make it into something which can go international. But uh, not something that goes international overnight. Because there are a lot of things that we learn each year. And that learning is very crucial to us. So I think the entire AFP journey started. From the third year onwards, we renamed it to India Film Project because uh, then uh, the entire idea of uh, going national or international, we thought uh, we'll uh, have a name that can also probably uh, help us go uh, bigger, faster. And that's how we started the entire thing.
0: So definitely, Ritam, it was destined to happen. And I think you should be more thankful and thank you often to the idea of IFP because you met the love of your life Megha there.
1: Yeah, of course, I think, uh, I met her at AFP, on the first day of AFP is uh, when we had a press conference before we were supposed to kick it off and that's where uh, she was one of the person who had come to interview, so most of the people were there to interview Sanjay Gadvi, uh, who was the guy who was going to flag off and he had made Dhoom and Dhoom too, so, you know, and uh, this is a time when the director didn't come so I had convinced him, I had chased him for a long time and I convinced him that you will please. Uh, and he came in, and uh, most of the press people had come to interview him. I interview So, I uh, didn't have any press <laughs> story, I didn't have uh, any time. But Megha had stayed back. She said, This sounds a very interesting concept. So, I also want to interview. And that's how she interviewed me that day. And I think that was my first interview uh, that I ever gave for me. And I think that's to interview. So, it's been a, a perennial thing now. <laughs>
0: So, when you first met her, was it like a just a professional conversation or
1: something? Yeah, yeah. I think it was a professional conversation, yeah. Completely, I think it was meant to be a journalist asking someone questions and that's how it completely went and that's when we exchanged numbers and that's how we became friends, yeah. I think then, for me, so uh, I remember it was 11th August, 2011. So, that particular day, two two things started. So, professionally uh, AFP started, which became the Uh, identity for me which became the way people started knowing me and of course the personal entire story started with uh, me which is my personal side
0: definitely it is a very I could say because when you see people grow together it is like that because uh, what we lack as a person I believe this what we lack as a person is what we need in our partner right that's right, absolutely. tell them that they are our better half
1: Absolutely, I think and Mega does that for ER. me. So uh, we found out those things that she is good at and those things that I am good at. So I'm good at managing, I'm good at the business, logistic, planning part of it. She's good at uh the the creative part of things. She is good at speaking, saying things out, making uh, uh things look perfect, uh, you know, making sure that the conversations are going good, making sure that the the intangible part of it goes good. I am the guy who takes care of the tangible part. So uh, that's how we complement each other very well.
0: Definitely. And now she is a very valuable part of IFP also.
1: Absolutely. yeah, She is. This. I think she is the first person on the from the first year of IFP who's been involved. And as much as I am, she is uh, as well as a part of it.
0: Okay. So uh, when I was talking about IFP, I know that the person who wins get its films premiered at cinemas, right?
1: Right, right, right.
0: Okay, so what does IFP have for the person who uh, participated but somehow didn't win
1: it? I think, uh, so how I see it from a point of view, I don't look at uh, IFP as a contest at all. I, if I was a participant, I would have not participated for winning. I don't think so. You know, uh, even we have been multiplying our participation and like how. So from 600 people in first year to 1500 people, which is two and a half times in second year to 4200 people which is again you know almost close to three times in third year to 10,000 people so uh, we have been always multiplying at a certain uh, range that people have been coming and that's completely happening because people love the thrill of making a film in 50 hours Uh, that's the experience that lives with them lifetime for some people it's a team building for some people it's collaborating with new people for some people it's like testing out their own zones if they can actually make a film in 50 hours because it sounds easy, it's not easy. So, sal, you know, last year also, I think we had close to 1900 teams which registered only 1700, some 80 teams could submit the film. There, so teams so, submit 50 so I think that's how it keeps on going. Uh, each year. And what is more important is how are you building that experience for people which is crazy. And what we do in that, as we like, uh, 10 hours, we have a twist now, you shoot behind the scenes and send us to them. 20 होते तो हमने उनको बोलते उन, you know, 20 hours, are done 20 hours, only 30 hours to go. Uh, you know, major teams, or shooting has been teams. shooting the 25th hour, we will tell them that a compulsory element is a comic book. So, shoot a comic book, not thank God, comic book I will shoot something. Uh, so we keep on throwing those kind of things to people yeah uh, and i think that's what makes it a worthy worthy experience for people so i think that's how i've started seeing it now
0: definitely and the behind the scene you shared with us uh, is really amazing like yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, the experience the people will have every coming hour and the reaching deadline the excitement will increase right so as you talk about something really nice that is the creators rights that they have Right. So, can you just uh, throw some light on that, because most of the creators don't know it yet.
1: Okay. So, uh, there are multiple ways how creator rights work, and it's usually a slightly complicated, uh, you know, kind of a situation. For example, uh, and so how we see from a platform way is that uh, usually we, with every film that's made at IFT, we hold the joint rights with the creator, because uh, when I am going to MTV, I can't keep uh, the rights only with the creator. Uh, every time I'll have to show a film, I'll have to go to him, ask him for a permission, show it and that becomes a, uh, for uh, uh, for a single film it's okay, for 10 films it's okay, for 20 films it's okay. I can't do that for 200 films because that becomes a too much back and forth that happens. So uh, one thing that we have seen and we have been uh, you know very uh, vocal about it is that if you want your work to go places, uh, you keeping the rights will not help anyone because uh, if if you know uh, you're the only person who's going to keep the rights it might become difficult for us to disseminate and distribute that content uh, and we have been very open about it it's like i understand I, every creator who creates he owns a certain and he owns all the rights to that creation right but uh, in the kind of world that we are living in wherein uh, distribution is also the key to content it's always good to always uh, have be, being a front organization always backup things wherein you can uh, tell them that okay, uh, if you uh, if you are ready to share the rights with someone, they might be able to take your work to larger place. So I think uh, one of the key things that has been happening is uh, that uh, the platforms like uh, Instagram or TikTok or YouTube, uh, they are places wherein creators have stopped the thinking about rights because anything that they put out, things that we put out, people just blatantly copy it and use it somewhere else. Yesterday only uh winning films someone made a copy of another film festival and that was the best film made there. So uh, someone sent across saying that someone made a copy of this film and it went out and it became another best film. That's why I think uh, rights have become much more subjective than earlier they were. You know, it was a point when people were making feature films for months and they used to be concerned about things. I think the entire idea of being concerned uh, in the new generation creators it's something that's, uh, that doesn't exist. They are like, okay. I am the first one to make it, I'll make it, uh, people like it, that's good enough. So it has become a much more open, debatable conversation across across all the domains. Yaar. Because I find people who write short form, four lines, and they come up and say, you know, our write hai. how can someone copy us, etc. And there are people who dogs and blogs, wo copy ho jaate, bagh, plagiarize ho jaate, and plagiarize you know and no one who even notices them. So I think uh, that's become a pertaining thing. And in another couple of years, once we have far better artificial intelligence, rights as an entire domain will completely close or they will become much more trackable. So, the moment someone copies someone's work, it would be much more easily visible. So, people would try to be more original as such.
0: Yeah, sure. So, uh, when we talk about IFPF, the Indian Film Festival Fest, uh, how do you see organizing it post-corona? Because
1: this year it's going to be a slightly difficult year because virtual is the only way that we are going to be able to do it uh, at least this year uh, next year onwards i think i hope a lot of things should normalize and we should be able to do it because the entire pun of a festival is the experience that it gives people when they come in they attend they meet like minded people uh, you know they hear speakers and those influences live with them for a longer time you know and uh, that's where that's what exactly we want to create we don't want to create something wherein uh, people are just attending it for the sake of seeing that Manoj Bajpayee is to see That's not what we want to do And digital pay, that tends to happen more because Most of the people, anyone can come in, anyone can watch it So the idea of festival is to meet like-minded people from different cities Get to know what they are talking about uh, Understand what they are exposed to Try to replicate those things with, with your life as well I think, uh, or try to learn from them Or try to innovate from them So I think that is what is more crucial and that's what festival does so virtually was a problem on myself i already forecasted that uh, but uh, as i said na 10th edition hai, so the show must go on uh, there is no way that we are stopping uh, it there are a lot of events which are getting canceled my team keeps on sending me messages screenshots saying that they go, sir, cancel okay yeah cancel okay i'm like no. 10th edition i will do it we'll have to do it it there's no way that a 10th edition can be ruined for us
0: and sabse ki, you were planning a lot for the 10th season but god made it unique
1: god made it very unique I, I, I. so for 10th season there were i there were so many plans i think last season se we have been just uh, meeting up setting up times and saying okay ye kar sakte hain ye kar sakte hain this, karenge ye karenge ye we humne almost 75 uh, slides ka ek deck banaya hua of what our master plan of 5, P season next should look like and abhi to usme 5 slide bhi karle to because for uh, li it's like keep it minimum don't experiment a lot of things but just do it just go out Put things out. See how people uh, take it up. Probably people might not like it. Probably people might like it. But
0: karna to hai. Definitely all the best wishes to you.
1: Thank you so much. Yaar. Thank you.
0: Okay, so as an entrepreneur, as someone who have to think not just about his security, his family, but you have to look for your business. We have to look people who are coming in. And especially in this time, what is your view on mental health?
1: I think... Uh, It's it's going to be a crucial because one people have started realizing, which is very important because that realization was a long view. It was supposed to happen. I think that realization is happening that people go through different processes. Uh, If you're only asking me about mental health, uh, how I perceive mental health. uh, I think that a good chunk of people who are uh, facing troubles with their mental health are usually go unnoticed. A lot of people who are not facing any troubles use it as a woke term to create a lot of uh, hype which is something which is very unnecessary. It's like people have made depression look cool. It's not something which is cool. It's like you can't make diabetes look cool. It's not how it works, right? Uh, And then people usually use words like tension or I am depressed and they throw away those words. But when you start using those words casually, when you say depression or tension or you know uh, what said suicidal tendency, these are not uh, these are not cool things to just keep on talking about and they don't make you look cool and that's where i think a lot of people personally are going wrong so mental health conversation i see that's a very necessary conversation but it's not the conversation that's going on the right direction i think uh, a lot of people uh, majority of people are just taking mental health as something which is very cool to talk about but not something that's actually seriously happening there about so you know this graduation don't use pata nahi ki a job milega, who will not come to business, 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 who will not come to job, will not come to job, who will not come to the doctor, will not come to the house again or So these are uh, times when everyone is going through that bad uh, phase. And I think what we should be doing is acknowledging that everyone is facing the same trouble.
0: Definitely, because this is something that I ask to every guest I have on my show. Uh, I was uh, talking with Dr. Kamna Chivas. He is a HOD of Mental Health Department in Fortress. And he said, uh, we can only burst this stigma when we will talk about in our daily life. But the worst part is that people are glamorized, depression, ko, status is calmed. Right. So, uh, it is the time we start rapid fire session. Ready?
1: Chalo, let's start. The
0: biggest fanboy moment you had?
1: My fanboy moment happens a lot with uh, the things that I love. So, for example, I am a great, great, great Lego fan. And every time I order a Lego, I mean, last week I ordered 6-7 sets. So, like when Amazon wala deliver Amazon, that used to be my fanboy moment. I think my fan moment happens for things that I love. So, my fan moment is when, when the IFP ends, I'm like, wow, what did Like, this is what, I and IFP are best friends. And when Lego are to two things.
0: Most embarrassing moment in life.
1: Embarrassing moment? Hmm.
0: Like you spilled coffee on yourself or you are in between a business deal and you speak something silly. Uh,
1: I remember last to last IFP there
0: was some guy who used to, uh,
1: you know, who who came up uh, talking about post-production. And uh, my teammate introduced me to this XYZ XYZ. और मुझे कुछ और याद आ गया कि ये पर्सन तो वो लिखता है तो मैं उनके साथ बात कर था कि यार हां आपने कहां से राइटिंग शुरू किया और उन्हें भी मुझे आंसर दिया थोड़ा बहुत तो बोले मैं भी एक्सपेरिमेंट कर रहा हूं नया इसके अंदर तो मुझे लगा कि अच्छा, है 15 <laughs> So, I don't know how he got up speaker, he got up on the phone. So, he said to, 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 to and he took him where the phone. And I was so <laughs> embarrassed what are you talking about? You
0: talking about? You talking about? <laughs> okay, so great. Uh, it was really genuine and a candid talk that I looked for with my guests. And thank you so much for being with
1: me. Thank you so much, Omwet. I think, again, just wanted to compliment you. You did a great research about uh, me, which, of course, makes the uh, speaker feel special, the guest feel special. And I think... Uh, Uh, that would have taken a lot of time on your end to also do the
0: research and keep growing. Thank you. Thank you, Rita, Thank you so much. So, guys, this is the end of the episode. I hope this podcast added value to your life. For more such episodes, stay tuned to The Omwish Show.